Hey guys, it's time again <laughs> for that potential podcast, uh, potential mental stability podcast, as we may be calling it. So, there is nothing on the agenda today. <laughs> I've actually not written anything down. Um, I've got no plans for today. I'm just going to talk to you as I would if you was here, basically, um, as if you was around me, sort of like in a coffee shop, maybe having a chat, but obviously I can't hear your responses. I've even got a coffee as well, even though I'm not used to having coffee these days, which is mad for me. I used to have, uh, here you go, I used to have, oh God, we'll start off with the coffee episode, shall we? Let's get into it. Um, it started when I was at, I was working at McDonald's at like four in the morning, do the deliveries, you know, the ones that, not the ones that come to customers, the ones that come into store with all the stock. Well, I'd be the guy putting them, putting all that stock away, you know, checking temperatures, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, well, God, I was I was young and I was, I was very uh, weedy. <laughs> Didn't have much strength. And uh, when you're throwing around 25 kilogram boxes, sure, doesn't seem much at first, but you get a cage of 20, 30 of them, you know, two or three cages. You soon get tired and the rest and the timing and everything. Anyway, so I'd need coffee. Um, that and the night shifts if I worked overnight. That's when I started drinking it, probably about 17. I uh, did that all the way through. Then eventually, I got sales jobs and stuff like that. The coffee went, I needed more coffee because working 12 hours a day without any pay, knocking door to door, you're definitely going to need your motivation and a whole lot of energy. And we didn't really have stuff for food then, so it was like bring sandwiches. It wasn't um, the most productive, uh, healthy way of working, but it was definitely motivational and... Uh, challenging definitely develop you as a person so then i went into office work right now this is the thing i've been in all these uh, jobs that are hands-on hard working stuff like that and i go straight to office work and i sat there at my desk you know trying to work hard and i'm, I'm falling asleep like <laughs> the bright lights in the office boring radio not much chit chat going on because you have to get on with it um and you just get tired so what happened to me was I went from one coffee a day to a double scooper, as I used to call it, you know, two scoops of coffee in one one coffee. Ah, that's what I've got right now, nice and fresh and uh, strong. And then I went through the triple scooper, went absolutely nuts and started having triple scoopers. Um, and then I was having like three triple scoopers a day, or three double scoopers a day, depending on the day like six to nine coffees, it's the insanity, you know what I mean, um, and I was wondering why I was doing so much work, <laughs> I was pretty much pampered up, caffeine overdose, just non-stop on my work, right, so I was doing really well in, in the office, but oh god, it was really playing with my anxiety side of things, like making me overthink, making me have too much energy when I'm sat at a desk, you know, grinding my teeth, you know, tapping my feet, stuff like that, um, makes you a lot more um, temperamental as well, you're quick to snap, you're quick to, because of the, all the energy that's pent up and you can't do anything, you're very quick to act, so I was tanning these coffees like you wouldn't believe, like if I didn't have a coffee in the morning, you're not talking to me, so <laughs> that was the deal, and then recently I decided, you know what, I like doing all these cleanses, I like trying different things, maybe having um, days off entirely eating and, and trying new veg trying new stuff i thought why don't i try and not have coffee like detox out of it 
So I had a first few days off off coffee and I had banging headaches. I had terrible mood swings. I had, oof, my energy was drained. Um, and I think I've, I've got two weeks off now. Well, hey, those next two weeks is literally going to be me probably having coffee again um, for a bit of motivation, a bit of enjoyment. And I think to weed myself back off, it's going to hurt again. But it is what it is. Let's, uh, <laughs> it's all a part of life. And it sort of really dawns on you very quickly things that can affect your mental health without you realising. Um, as I said, the anxiety side of things is, you know, so drastic. Um, the nerves, the fact that, you, you know, I, yeah, I mean, I used to get heart palpitations, which some people would say, it's a panic attack. Well, actually, it was a coffee attack. <laughs> I'd had way too much. Um, so it's something you, you might want to look into is if you thinking a lot of the time overthinking i always say well maybe it's a cause of you underacting and you've got too much energy and you're not doing enough you're just stationary and stagnant not doing anything it could potentially be oh just accidentally clicked on the xbox <gasps> what you have an xbox yes i have an xbox um and it's come back on again <laughs> it's just gonna be me fighting with this this whole episode as I can say, you can probably tell them I've had a bit of coffee as well, a bit more energetic. Um, I'd like to apologise, I've also got hay fever and that is killing me today. So I'm locked myself in my room away from it all. Um, where was I? <laughs> yeah, is it the fact that you're you're not doing enough or is it the fact uh, in that you're overthinking because of it? Or maybe you're just having too much stuff um, into your digestion and it's really messing with a chemical balance in your brain and your body. So like caffeine, oh my God, like Coca-Cola, the caffeine in coffees and tea, um, in energy drinks and stuff like that, that can have a massive negative effect on your mental health. Uh, alongside, obviously, one that nobody ever talks about, it seems to happen a lot of the time, is that people with anxiety will drink on the weekends, uh, maybe potentially quite heavily as well. What they'll do is because it gets rid of them limitations that they have of being confident talking to people and you know gets rid of them uh, inhibitions to to not actually act in certain ways or to overthink things they assume that the alcohol is a good thing and they use it for a social uh, aspect which it can be it can be but what they also forget is that it's also a depressant right so what happens is you take this uh, you know you take your drink sorry take your drink and um you know, you're confident that night, you have a good night, whatever, good couple of nights maybe, uh, maybe whatever it is, and then two, three, day, three days later, you've completely forgot that you've been out, you're not even thinking about it, you just sat on your own maybe, maybe you're at home, maybe you're at work, and then you start feeling really negative, you're really down, you don't know why, you've got no energy, um, even if you've beat your hangover, it it's after the hangover, the toxins still in your body, the depressants are still affecting your brain and your biochemistry. And it's really important to notice that, that if you've poisoned yourself with a depressant, if you've taken a depressant and you're constantly taking depressants, now it doesn't matter how many antidepressants you take because you're still like, and you because you were sad anyway to begin with, that's still putting you in a deeper state of depression. So... Make sure if, if you are depressed, cut the alcohol. Just cut it. 
slow down on the coffee. That could be spiraling your anxiety to, to levels you wouldn't even believe. Watch your caffeine intake. Watch your sugar levels. How much sugar you're eating. Maybe that you think you um, have issues, you know, with your mood swings and your depression and stuff like this. When really you're just eating too much sugar and you're getting sugar spikes, sugar crashes, you're feeling unstable. One minute you're fine, one minute you're great, one minute you feel amazing, the next you're exhausted, you're tired, you're cranky, you're upset, and you don't know why. Well, what's your diet? You know what I mean? We've already discussed it in one of the potential whiteboard sessions that 90 to 95% of serotonin comes from the gut. Now, if all, all of that serotonin, the feel-good chemical, comes from the gut, what else could the the bio the biome in your gut this second brain as they call it of bacteria what else could they produce to affect your mental ability to affect how you feel you know oftentimes when you feel something it's not in in your mind is it it's not oh that, that hurts my head it's usually it hurts your stomach or your chest or you don't feel good inside and maybe you're not eating stuff that's going to make you feel good inside <laughs> Saying that, you're probably thinking, that's too obvious, you know, that's not the reason I'm feeling down all the time. But what if it is, you know what I mean? Have you tried it? Have you stopped coffee for a week, two weeks, and measured if you felt more anxious or less anxious? Have you stopped uh, drinking alcohol on the weekends and accepted that maybe you have to face the fact that you're anxious at first, because most people are, when you start speaking to people? Um that's fine, you know, it's a part of life being anxious, but but facing it with courage is what makes life so exciting, so make sure that if you are depressed, you're watching how much depressing stuff you're intaking, whether that is drinking, whether that's poor foods, or whether that's soap operas and news reports and social media reports of negative things, if all you're saying to yourself, taking in, consuming, is negative you're gonna have a negative outlook on the life on everything that's around you that's just how things work like you can't distance yourself away from a feeling when you, you're constantly getting reminded that everything's this bad or this miserable or this you know this much of a wreck <laughs> you're just gonna start to feel it eventually if that's all you're taking in so bit of a rambler bit of a mad ramble uh, what did I replace my coffee habit with? Maybe a bit of help for you. If this is something that you, you might want to try out, well. He says sipping a lovely strong coffee. <laughs> what I replaced mine with, um, and I will be doing again soon, is simply I had, instead of having the strong coffee in the morning, I still had my breakfast, the porridge uh, with blueberries, and then I had... A water with lemons chopped in it actually did it wonders for me uh, settling my stomach settling my heartburn it's it's really good um, obviously it hydrates you and stuff like that and it makes you feel good um i know there's no study saying that lemon water actually helps help burn but mate it was color cor correlated right i stopped having coffee started having lemon water my stomach felt better hmm maybe it was the coffee who knows eh? um and then also going on walks so instead of just sitting in, drinking a coffee and getting on with it, I plan time after my breakfast with my water, finish the drink, and then go for a walk. And just a walk on the outside, getting that fresh air, getting your body moving, that's the main thing. Get your body moving, 
get your fresh air, get outside free to a space where there's no distractions, no noise, no judgment or, you know, any of this, this kind of uh, social pressure and just existing for, for a little while and seeing parts of the world maybe even if it's the same parts of the world it's uh, maybe a bit of peace or you know just watching the world go by whilst you're existing in it that's really good to do for your mind as well but what that can do is also wake you up <laughs> you wake up a bit from the fresh air from the movement from the the action um opposed to sitting there over coffee assuming that you need another and that is my rant on coffee so maybe we should do this as a two-part episode and now i'm gonna have a sip of my lemon water beautiful so what if you um maybe we're going to diet now as well with the the coffee aspect of it what if you've struggled to implement some new changes onto your diet you've struggled to change the way you eat what if you've struggled to make these long-term changes you've always wanted well as i say with everything i mean you know i've got like three catchphrases by now number one write it down (laughs) number two take time okay that's great but that doesn't fit into this really number three is take the first step you know that's that's my catchphrase uh one of them take the first step you know it's why our course is called that what do i mean well you want to implement new diet changes, um, maybe salads, maybe more veg, maybe, I don't know what it may be, um, something different into your diet, right? Or a different way of eating, um, less takeaways, stuff like that, examples. So what you do is, let's say if it was salads, etc., you'd have your normal meal with a tiny bit less than you'd normally eat and a bit of salad to the side. Like, just start off with one or two bites worth of salad or whatever it may be. Um, I don't go for the traditional salad. I make my own, you know, lettuce, mint, peppers, carrots, uh, sometimes onions, some lemon, chilies, a uh, bit of this, bit of that. Throw it in. You know, it tastes nice. It's fresh. It's spicy and it's sweet. So for me, I love that. You know what I mean? It fits my my sort of style of food rather than mayo. And <laughs> I'm not, not a big fan of stuff like that. So... That's what I go for. Um, I style it to my own my own character and my own taste um, tastes. So there you go. Start with okay. Once a week, I'm gonna have this, but instead of having uh, a full plate full of chips and this and this, I'm gonna have a bit of salad on the side. Maybe some less chips. Uh, maybe a less nugget or something like that. Even though I know a lot of you guys love your nuggets, that's fine. I do too. Um, feel free to buy me a nugget sometime. <laughs> And that's one step, just one step, once a week. Okay, we'll put this in, and then it becomes twice a week, and then you have a bit more veg every now and then, and then you stop hating it as much as you do now. And before you know it, you're sort of rolling on the diet you you was always wanting. Sounds pretty good, right? Okay, well, how does this work with a takeaway? I can't just not get a takeaway and count that, right? Okay, great. You've got a good point. Um... If you're struggling with having that many takeaways and stuff like that on healthy food, there's two ways. There's the the good old cold turkey. You just say no more, not doing it, not going on that website anymore, not do, not getting the order, not getting the delivery anymore. Or you could do the more 
straightforward maybe uh, option of take what you'd normally order, right? This is your normal order from the takeaway. There's probably two of you in the house, maybe three of you get this takeaway um, together. Maybe not. Uh, I used to get takeaway on my own all the time because, you know, thug life. Um, <laughs> and what you need to do is simply say, right, instead of having uh, whatever you normally have, kebab and uh, some chicken wings and, you know, the chips and, oh, well, they'll bring the garlic bread as well, you know, or I'll order a garlic bread. What you do is you go for, okay, what I'll do is, instead of a large kebab, I'll have a small kebab. Um, I'll have, you know, the wings and the small chips and hope they bring the free garlic bread. <laughs> what I'm talking about there is sort of lowering your portion size at first. And then a couple of weeks later, it'd be like, okay, I'll have just the kebab, just, you know, the wings and the chips or whatever. Just this, just that. Eventually, you know, it'll be maybe I'll share a big pizza with someone, or you know, maybe tone that down. And eventually, you're just going to be like, okay, I'm still enjoying takeaways. I'm still having my cheat day, um, because I said that is important for a, a healthy body in a way. Your cheat day, because your your body has to still be able to break down those unhealthy foods as well. So you need to make sure that they're a part of your diet, um. Or else your body's not going to know what to do when you actually take them in and then you'll, you'll put on weight. So what you need to do is basically say, okay, I'm still enjoying my takeaway. I'm just having a smaller portion size. Still enjoy the taste. Still good. Still fills me up, I guess. Uh, especially now I'm drinking water with it instead. Maybe a bonus. Because the thing is, if you're drinking pop with a meal, that sugary drink, that actually makes more room in your stomach for food i know that doesn't scientifically make sense but what it does is it turns um there's, there's a scientific term for it anyway there's always more room for cake and there's a reason it's because when you take something sweet um some chemical weird thing happens in your brain to shut off the fact that you've, you're over full or maybe it allows more digestion time something along that line but it just means that you can eat more, right? So if you're having something sweet, like a kind of pop that has that's three quarters sugar, <laughs> as soon as you start drinking that, you're not going to feel as full as you should if it was just the meal and water. So what I'd say to you is if you're eating a big, big meal, have water with it instead and see how quickly you get full up. Um, and this is the same again. If you're putting on weight or you're, you're a, a weight size you're not happy with, um, especially around the waistline, what you can experiment with very easily is literally having the same exact foods you're having now, but smaller portion size. Don't fill the plate. You don't have to fill the plate. That's mental. <laughs> you know, I'd say, you know, three, three quarters of a plate full. If it's touching the sides, it's way too much, you know. Um, a great way the Japanese do it, I believe it's the Japanese, yeah, it is. Um, they have small bowls of different food, so, you know, rice and this, and um, I'm not quite actually up to date on Japanese cuisine. I don't know what they eat. A lot of, a lot of fish into it. Um, quite healthy stuff, to be fair, as far as, as I'm aware, noodles and, and etc. I just don't know. I just don't know what they eat. Um, that's just me being... Um, 
dumb, unfortunately. But what they do is they'll have a couple of different bowls of what they enjoy, you know. Um, this bowl of this, this bowl of that, this bowl of this. And they'll pass the bowls round, the family, or whoever's eating. And you all eat a little bit of each. And then what they do, what's magic, is they actually stop when they're 80% of the way full. They don't stop when they burst in and they have to undo the pants and they're, ooh, ooh, that was a meal and now I need a nap. You know, that's not healthy. Um, when you're doing that, you're overfeeding yourself, your stomach's struggling to intake all that food. You know, what you need to be is eating at a level where you eat until you're satisfied. And when you're satisfied, you go, hmm, yeah, that's sorted me for the next few hours. I'm good. I know I can get more food later. I'm, I'm all right. I'm safe. Um, and not overfilling yourself. There's a reason why I've always stayed consistent, really, with my weight. I've always been very quite slim. And I think it's just that. I'm not big on the feeling of being bloated after a meal. I don't like to not be active. You know, I'm not like a, an alligator. I think it's an alligator. Um, where when they eat, after they eat, they just sit. They can't do anything. They can't, they can't fight you off. They just lie there for hours like, uh, <laughs> that's not what we need to have or to be we need to still remain active so that's why i say smaller portions more regular um you know to keep your energy high especially better if it's healthier food you know with that steps we've taken before you'll be feeling a lot better um so watch how much coffee you're having can affect your mind watch how much you're eating if it's your body that's affected if you you know you're not happy with your weight watch your portion size Make sure you're having some kind of breakfast because it kicks off the metabolism for the day. Um, drink water with your meals because you'll notice when you're more full. And allow yourself to have cheat days. Don't starve yourself. Don't do... Uh, I can't remember what I called it on the uh, in the book, but it's this thing where people will starve themselves all day on soup. Right, you know the ones, they go, oh, I'm on a new diet, Janice. I'm on a, oh, oh, a new diet, right? <laughs> they come in, you know, you know the one. You're Janice in this scenario. Oh, Janice, I'm a, I don't care if you're a bloke. Uh, you're Janice right now. Oh, Janice, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm starving myself this week. I'm on a new diet. I'm only going to eat a bit of soup in, in the, no breakfast, bit of soup all day. And then at night, I'll have, I'll have, a, I'll have a small meal before bedtime. Well, what do they do? They'll usually starve themselves, right? All day. Very little food. Maybe some cheese crackers or whatever. <laughs> and then they'll go home and they'll eat mountains of food, like before bed, like a full plate. And they'll lie there on the couch, not moving, not being active, not going to the gym. They've not been able to go to the gym because they've not had the energy in the body to be active because they've starved themselves. They're in that sort of state of survival mode where you can get a lot of energy in it. I actually do train hungry a lot of the times, but that's because I know that it can give me energy if you thrive in it. A lot of people just get, you know, tired and lazy um, when they're hungry and they just, once they get home and, and they've starved themselves all day, they'll say, oh, I've been good today. I'll, I'll just have this. I'll just have a bit of that and a, a bit of this and a bit more of that. And because they'll eat all that food before going to bed and not burning any, any of it off, it all stores. And the, the bigger reason why it'll store is because you're starving yourself. <laughs> Your body's like, oh my God, I'm not getting any food. There's no consistent food here. Um, I'm going to be, I know I'm going to be starving the next day because I starved all day today. 
So I'm going to hold on to all this food that you've just fed and then try and work for the next day when you're starving yourself. So you're more likely to cling, that, that fat's more likely to cling to you for safety. You know, your body's trying to store it because it needs it. Whereas if you eat regular meals consistently, still, you know, with high energy, you're not bloating yourself, you're not overfilling yourself, just nice regular meals, your body's going to be certain that it's got the energy, it knows it can burn stuff off, you're going to have consistent moods, um, especially if it was being caused by the, you know, the, the eating problems anyway, and you're going to feel a lot more energetic, a lot more confident, uh, less insecure, stuff like that, you're going to be able to function better, right, so, Today's episode has been weird. It started off as coffee, went into food, went into diet. But as I say, as I always say, is you don't have to be perfect with anything I advise. Like I've done quite a lot of research into this kind of, into what works. So what you'll often find is I'll have gaps in my um, understanding or gaps in my knowledge. But that's because I'm not looking at the exact scientific names for everything. I'm looking at, right, what is the actual strategy that works, that gets results time and time again without faults, without, you know, people saying, no, it doesn't work, and people giving up. Simple routines that you can all fit into, that you can all do to improve how you feel about yourself. And this is one of those. It's just, okay, take the portions down. Okay, maybe order less takeaway. Maybe add a bit of salad every now and then consistent meals maybe i'm overly depressed because i'm drinking too much and not doing enough maybe i'm anxious uh, because i'm starving myself or i'm having too much coffee which sets your anxiety off um maybe even both like if you're not eating enough and you're drinking loads of caffeine to make up for it and smoking i mean is there any wonder why your body's in shock (laughs) obviously it's going to respond to that um, your subconscious is what's driving you so you need to make sure that your body is filled with the right kind of stuff or at least it's filled and it's certain it's going to get it's going to get more food it's going to get more energy so you're not in that scarcity mindset you know that that negative scared frame all the time um, and that i think should wrap up today's episode i believe it was a good one obviously we're looking to get guests in soon on this podcast so it's not just gonna be me ramble on uh it's gonna be some great people actually i know really connected with some amazing people uh this podcast is only gonna grow because it's actual habits for mental stability it's not about um opinions it's it's not about attention or drama or you know judgment and stuff like that It's, it's finally something where you can sit back and go you know what I'll give this a try. It's a little strategy. Doesn't matter if it works for me or not. Everyone's different. Um, they have their own different little things that will work for them. But the main thing is something on here, just one episode, one little thing might change your whole life. That's massive to me. Um, so hopefully you've taken some of this advice. You're going to try it and you're going to enjoy it. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you up soon. Potential out.